The peace of Christ be with you. As we gather for worship, I invite you to take about three deep breaths that your awareness might be expanded, that you might recognize more fully the presence of the Holy Spirit with you, among you, within you. Friends, let us worship in beloved community. Rejoice, be glad, this is the day God has made. Rejoice, be glad, this is the day God has made. Rejoice, be glad, this is the day God has made. Rejoice, be glad, this is the day God has made. Rejoice, be glad, this is the day God has made. Rejoice, be glad, this is the day God has made. Will you please join me in the call to worship? We sing praises to you, O loving God. God's love abides and abounds. We rejoice in your spirit of hope and truth. The Holy Spirit harbors new hope. We shout Alleluia for your Son, the risen Christ. Christ leads us to new life in love. Let's join together now in our opening hymn. This hymn connects Christ's promise that he is the light of the world with his charge to his followers to be the light of the world. Shine in your 
Good morning, and whether you're worshiping with us on Facebook or YouTube or through our website, welcome. Uh, you can, if you're worshiping live with us, feel free to take advantage of the comment box by leaving any, saying hello to friends, waving to others, um, dropping any prayer concerns or joys for us to celebrate or pray together as a congregation, as a community, as a family. We'll get to maybe a more specific intentional prayer time later, but you're welcome to say hello to those around you as we normally would if we were in body. Uh, speaking of prayer, would you join with me in our community prayer? Gracious God, you show us that love triumphs over death through Jesus, the risen Christ. We ask that you protect all peoples around the world who may lack the resources that they need to contain the spread of the coronavirus. We pray that you provide wisdom to the leaders of our country. We ask that you help to guide them as they discern next steps to safely allow people to re-enter the workforce. Be with us as a faith community as we find ways to feed the hungry, to support health care and essential workers and to serve one another in, in ways that honor your Easter hope. We ask all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Ever-present God, you walk with us through good times and bad, mountain tops and valley deep. Your footsteps are our guide, your hands are our support. We trust in your forgiveness that you have removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. We have knocked and are grateful that you open the door. Open our hearts and minds to your spirit today. Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month, which means it's our birthday blessing Sunday. So if you have a birthday in May, happy birthday. I happen to be sitting right next to someone whose birthday is today. So I wanted him to join me for the birthday blessing. He is really getting into this Sunday morning worship at home, still in his robe, as you can see. <laughs> so I hope you are comfortable at your house as well. And if it is your birthday this month, happy birthday. I wanna share with you from a book by Mary Oliver, the poem I want to share with you is called Why I Wake Early. Now, if you're anything like Ben, he has found out that in the shelter-in-place time, one can sleep in a little bit. So you may not wake, er wake early, but I do hope you enjoy the start of every new day. Every new day that has promise and hope and joy in it. So here it is by Mary Oliver. Hello, sun in my face. Hello, you who make the morning and spread it over the fields and into the faces of the tulips and the nodding morning glories and into the windows of even the miserable and the crotchety. Best preacher that ever was, dear star that just happens to be in the universe, to keep us from ever darkness, to ease us with warm touching, to hold us in the great hands of light. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Watch now how I start the day in happiness, in kindness. 
And that certainly is my prayer for you on your birthday, is that each day may start in happiness and in kindness. I know these days that's a little harder, but as we greet the sun each and every day, may we be reminded of God's blessing. So happy birthday to each one of you. And Ben, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you. May God's peace be with you always. Amen. And for any of you who have May birthdays, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you. May God's peace be with you always. Amen. It's the time in our service when we have a special sharing for the youngest among us, our time of discovery, we call it. And it's fine today if the young ones here scoot a little closer to the camera, but I don't want the adults to go far particularly if you're an adult with a child in your life and in your home, because I'm going to have an assignment for you this time. For the children in our midst, I simply want to offer you a blessing. I've been struck each week as Jeff or Bethany have spoken about how perhaps this time is hardest for the children who can't play with others, who can't get out and see their friends and go to school or other activities they'd like to do. It's so hard and I wanna thank you and I wanna offer you a blessing. So may God bless you and keep you. May God show up to you and comfort you. May you feel a little bit of encouragement and know that that is God. And in the kindness that you encounter among others, know that too is God. We're going to do everything we can to get through this with you. Amen. Now, for the adults, here's your assignment. I've seen uh, young people making signs for teachers to appreciate them. When we're on uh, a video conference with our son's teacher, the teacher's always good to remind our son and the other children to thank their parents. But who's thanking the children? So here's what I would like you to do. I want you to make a sign for your young person that says thank you, that says we love you, that recognizes how hard it is right now and what a great job our young people are doing. And I want you to take that sign and I want you to tape it to the inside of the door to their bedroom so that whenever they're in there, the first and last thing they see is a word of encouragement from you to them. A word that recognizes to them that you know how hard it is to be them and you know what a great job it is they're doing and how hard they're trying. Can we do that? That's how we'll encourage one another. So may God bless you and keep you too. And don't hesitate to reach out if you need a word of encouragement, God's peace. Go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you go. This week's Our Westminster video check-in comes from the Deany family. We hope you enjoy. Hey, it's the Deany family, Lisa, Steve, Louisa, Anne, and special guest stars, Rebecca and Layla. We miss Westminster very much. Um, in solidarity with the church, we started our own construction project at home right about the same time. So we've been sheltering in place at my parents in San Rafael. 
We've been spending our time riding bikes, watching Disney Plus, and perfecting our handstands and cartwheels. Thank you, Deanies. It's good to see you. Uh, you bring so much life and joy to every room you're in. It was good to experience that a little bit. Uh, we all miss you and we'll miss all of you. <laughs> It'll be good to see all of you again. Uh, we're going to move to a more dedicated time of prayer that we normally call our joys and concerns, but I'll do something a little different today that we've done a few weeks ago. What we describe as a bidding prayer. I will simply bid you by uh, offering a thought for you to complete in your own prayers. And as we said, if you'd like to make it more interactive and type in your thoughts and prayers in the comment box, you're welcome to, but don't feel obligated to do that by any means. Uh, this is something we simply do, uh, hopefully bringing us all together in a state of prayer, which is a powerful thing. So would you pray with me? O oh God, our God, these are the words we use to describe your glory. Make our world more like yours in these ways. By your grace, provide for us in these ways. Keep us all safe from And please meet these needs of the people and places that are close to our hearts, such as Would you join me in praying the way Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. This piece by Mary Chapin Carpenter was written in 2007 and its message rings true today. We believe in things 
scripture this reading is from Psalm 66 verses 8 through 20. Listen for how the Spirit is speaking to you this morning. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of God's praise be heard, who has kept us among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a spacious place. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, those that my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fatlings with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God and I will tell you what God has done for me. I cried aloud to God and God was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. God has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be God, because God has not rejected my prayer or removed God's steadfast love from me. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. And now the second scripture reading from the book of John, chapter 14 verses 15 to 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. So imagine a time of great uncertainty and power and conflict in the world. Different powers fighting for attention, having their own agendas, and not knowing at all what the future holds. You might think I'm talking about today, but actually I'm talking about 
biblical times when Jesus spoke this passage to his disciples. Imagine he was about to be put to death by the Roman authorities and the religious authorities who plotted to kill Jesus. Jesus threatened them. Jesus spoke words and did deeds in the world that made them, made others, made people want to follow him. So the power structure was in conflict and they wanted to get rid of Jesus. And death was going to have the final word. So imagine how the disciples must have felt. Here was their leader. They were followers of Jesus. They believed what he was telling them. He was active in the world, going about in his ministry, and they were concerned about what would happen. If Jesus was dead, what would happen to them? What would happen to their ministry? And perhaps even they would be persecuted. No, these were troubling times. But let's take a closer look at what's going on in our world. Maybe we'll see some parallels. Here we are in the middle, well, maybe the early part of a global coronavirus pandemic. We have no idea what the future holds. There are power struggles right now, different government agencies saying what we should do, fighting amongst one another, there are scientific and health authorities fighting with the governmental powers. There are so many different agendas and divisions in the world. So not only do we have the threat from the coronavirus, we've got all this political uncertainty. So here we are, like the disciples in biblical times, with political conflict and uncertainty. What do we do? Where do we turn? It feels kind of hopeless. So let's take a closer look at this passage. Let's take a closer look at what God is doing. The time of Jesus and the disciples. There are so many promises in this text. It's really overwhelming. First, Jesus promises God's abiding love. He says, you know him because he abides with you. This is a feeling inside. This is knowing that Christ is within us. God, God's revelation in Jesus came into the world so that we could know God more fully. So here Jesus tells us, you know him because he abides with you. What a promise. And then on top of that, he says, I am in my father and you in me, and I in you. This is a divine love between Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, and us. We are part of it. Jesus is telling the disciples that they are part of God's love, part of knowing God and living into God's love, having new life in God. Another amazing promise. Then on top of it, we hear Jesus ask for our love in return. Jesus wants a relationship. When I first read this passage, I thought it was about what we had to do 
And it really is about what Jesus is asking us to do. Jesus loves us. And if we love Jesus, we will want to keep his commandments. What does this kind of love look like? In the previous chapter in John, we hear about Jesus washing the, washing the feet of the disciples. This is a humble act of service. This is a humble active love in the world of self, of thinking of others instead of thinking of ourselves. Again, an amazing promise from Jesus and a, an amazing request for a relationship with us and with the disciples. And then lastly, how do we deal with this uncertainty? Jesus points to an advocate that he will ask and give to us. And this advocate, this spirit of truth, will be with us forever. So again, it's like an abiding spirit within us, a spirit that tells us and moves us to right action in the world so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amazing, another amazing promise. So let's take a look at what's happening in our world today. Here we are in the midst political conflict and uncertainty. So where do we find our certainty today? There's a quote on the, in the bulletin today. <clears throat> and I want to read it to you because to me it really speaks to what Jesus is talking about, about God's love in the world. And listen, listen to what you hear. A true gift of the Spirit builds up community and contributes to the common good rather than serving the self-promotion of a few. This is a big love. This is an abiding love. This is an abundant love. This quote comes from Dan Migliori, who's a, um, at Princeton Theological Seminary, and he's an author as well. But what I love about it is we're given new life that transforms us from individuals focused on self to individuals who are willing to risk themselves to alleviate the suffering of others. There's so much suffering in the world right now. So let us see some examples of what hopeful signs of God's love in the world looks like during the current global pandemic. God's love looks like 99-year-old Captain Thomas More in England, who decided to do a walkathon in his yard. He raised over 37 million pounds to go to the NHS, which provides health services for those who can't pay the full cost for health services. God's love looks like Valerie She from Addison, Texas, a 15-year-old girl who decided to start a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for masks that she could provide to healthcare workers in Texas. I believe she contributed over 11,000 masks. And not only that, she decided to do this because she wanted to help erase the stigma against Asians, this racial stigma against Asians in the current coronavirus pandemic. That's what God's love looks like. And maybe God's love is simply wearing a mask 
to protect ourselves, to protect others, and to go about our daily lives with that even simple, basic concern for others. God's love is a essential love that looks past barriers that may be existing in society and thinks about systemic injustice those systems that discriminate against different classes or races of individuals, something that we see so uh, magnified in the current coronavirus that has affected Latinos and African-Americans so, so much in this country. All of these expressions are essential acts that point to the Easter hope of God still working in our world today. So our hope is not about worldly power. Our hope is in God's love, to the Easter hope of God still working in our world today. Easter hope is God having the last word over death. Easter hope is the power of the risen Christ. And Easter hope is in God's transforming love in the world today. So where does our certainty come from? It comes from Jesus as the embodiment of God in the world. Easter hope of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. Easter hope where we are called to love and serve one another. So let us seek find ways to spread God's Easter hope to all of God's children in the middle of this global coronavirus pandemic. Let us make this a pandemic of hope that spreads God's love toward our neighbors, our communities, and our world. Amen. Is much still going on in the life of this beloved community. If you found us here, you probably already know that. Though there may be others that you know who haven't connected to us virtually, and I encourage you to reach out to them to help them get connected or contact us. We have scores of people ready to help others find ways to log on and see the various offerings we have virtually. 
rather than me recount the whole list of ministries happening, the best thing I can do is to point you to the places where you can stay up to date. We're trying to do a better and better job of making that available and clear and easy to find. Your first source, your easiest source, is your weekly e-news. Uh, that goes to many of you, if not all of you. Some have opted out, but almost everyone gets an email from us. Unfortunately, sometimes it enters the spam folder or it's not recognized. This is the email entitled Sundays and More. So please check that out because that offers, uh, lists many of our offerings. We're increasingly uh, updating the website with more and more timely information. So you can always go there to see what's happening as well. One new piece I'd like to highlight is uh, the return of yoga. Yes, even in this time, uh, we can do yoga or body prayer, you might think of it. Aaron Elliott, who has been faithfully leading that for us for the past couple of years, really, is experimenting with Zoom uh, yoga. Now, there's a password for that in your e-news, or you're welcome to contact her directly or contact one of the staff, and we can track that down for you. But find ways to stay engaged. Reach out to one another and take care of one another in this time. The church hasn't gone anywhere. It's just adapted, and it will stay in place until we can gather again.
holy and everlasting God, you give us hope and new life in the risen Christ. Be with us through the power of the Holy Spirit to watch over us as we do your work in the world. Bid us well as we go forth this day and every day. Amen.